oh, am I in this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week's uh, Major Spoilers podcast holiday jingle bells and menorahs edition is brought to you by antonio sanciolo eric trevarthen and jeffrey sire yeah i got nothing <laughs> but in any case this one goes out to them Spoilers theme song. The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Pod on on the air. The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. On the air. Pod pod podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Stephen. If you're listening to the Major Spoilers podcast, 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 The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Hey everyone, welcome to the Major Spoilers Podcast, so glad you could join us. We got a, just a kind of a shorter episode this weekend, just because we know so many of you are busy, but even a little bit of Major Spoilers is better than no Major Spoilers, right? We're halfway through Hanukkah, it's Christmas Eve, Kwanzaa starts Monday, I mean, it's a busy weekend. Yes, yes it is. If you celebrate any type of holiday festivals sort of thing... <laughs> This is probably one of the days. Yep. Dear Major Spoilers Gurus, my seven-year-old and I just finished watching the animated Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. Have you seen this one, Matthew? It's got, uh, a, pretty, uh, got a pretty cool uh, got a pretty cool owl man trying to destroy the multiverse. Okay. I don't believe I've seen it. Oh, you got to check it out. Check it out on the Netflix. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure it's it, there. I'm sure it's taken from a comic book that I've read. Man, I really enjoyed it. I liked it. I liked it a lot more than I anticipated I might. Now, I'm curious about this comic book's inspiration and counterpart. Curious you should mention this, Matthew. Mm -hmm. If you, if the three of you have seen the movie, how does it compare to the, uh, to the source material? So it's called Crisis on Two Earths. Yeah, it's called Crisis on Two Earths. Uh, that's the uh, the movie. That it is. And what mm -hmm. it is, is it does feature, it's not, it's not the first time, you know, it's not the Flash and Jay Garrick uh, meeting for the first time. It is the crime syndicate uh, discovering that there is indeed a multiverse. Uh, Owlman right. discovers this and he decides okay. to go about plundering uh, or convinces everybody that they should plunder all these other Earths. And plunder, so plunder, plunder. they end up on the uh, DC, uh, the universe that we know. And yeah. oh boy, things get exciting. Uh, things are there's punching, punching. There's some really good fight scenes. So this is this probably is the crime syndicate. Yeah, this is the crime syndicate. So and, this would uh, be an adaptation of uh, JLA twenty nine, basically. It, yes, the the thing that though that Owlman does, and this is what makes him a spooky character, is mm -hmm. he basically decides that the only way to really win the game is to go to the source universe. And set off a, a mega bomb. Well, that and, sounds like um, Earth Two. Yeah, JLA Earth Two. Yeah, this is based on the premise of the Crisis on Two Earth is borrowed from the Gardner Fox Justice League America twenty nine through thirty Crisis on okay. Earth Three, as well as the Grant Morrison JLA Earth Two graphic novel. Okay, and so that's well, kind I mean, of a the one smash them, really... smash them both together, and there you go. Well, the one is really an adaptation of the other. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, JLA Earth 2 borrows a lot from the old uh, Crisis on Earth 3 story. So Now, if I'm not mistaken, we've read Earth 2 on the show, right, or not? We have done a review of Earth 2. I'm almost certain of it. Rob, have you but read uh, Earth 2? I've never read either of the two stories this is based on. I didn't even realize it was actually based on a specific story. Well, have you seen Crisis the movie? On Earth. Have you seen I the movie? Seen the movie. Oh, okay. What'd you think of that? I enjoyed everything up to the final fight between Batman and Owlman, where I thought there should be a lot more Batman and or Owlman's there fighting mm. since they were trying to destroy the multiverse. I can see that. I can see that. Um, I you know I really liked this Justice League movie. It's really good. It's got a lot more violence and action than what you might think of, but. I don't know, it, you know, the, the Batman, the Brave and the Bold series actually did a two Earths thing where Batman crosses into Earth 2 or 3 or whatever it is and, and has to fight Owlman and helps the Joker and all that stuff. Um, I'm, you know, those are both really solid episodes if you see them, plus this Justice League movie. So there's plenty of, of Earth crossoverness, universe crossing stories. Uh, in movie form and television form, if you go out and look it, look for it. Um, Matthew, any other thoughts? I would say that if you liked, well, if you liked this, I would recommend possibly getting a hold of one of the uh, DC collections of Gardner Fox's old school uh, Justice League stories, specifically the Crisis on Earth 1, Crisis on Earth 2, Crisis on Earth 3 stories. Because they're kind of goofy and they're kind of Silver Age, but they're really awesome. If you have a youngin, if they're under 16, you probably don't want to let them read Earth 2. So I would say, well, this is my hmm. advice to you as a parent. Earth 2 is definitely for someone older than, you know, age 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Earth 2 has a lot of Grant Morrison-iness and some overtones of not unwholesomeness, but they take the expectation that the antimatter Earth being the opposite of our Earth means that a lot of, you know, not not just the characters being evil, but the mores and the customs and certain well, bits and pieces yeah, of the of, movie. Of the movie kind of plays on the fact that Owlman and Evil Wonder Woman mm -hmm. are getting it on. Are stooping, yes. And but Evil Wonder Woman is married to Evil Superman. I can't, you know, to be honest... uh my son, my four-year-old, actually loves this movie. He loves Crisis on Two Earths, and he loves the um, All-Star Superman movie. He was just watching All-Star Superman again the other night. And I can't remember if they really go into the fact that um, Ultraman, that those two are married. I can't remember. They may not, honestly. In, Earth, in the Earth 2 book, in the Earth 2 uh, book by Grant Morrison, they definitely are. Oh, Absolutely. I think they do in the movie okay because I, I remember i remember that uh, and the only other point that i have any mm -hmm. real reference to crime syndicate is robinson's current or more recent jla run where i don't believe that they mention it so i pretty sure i actually mentioned in the movie that a uh, superwoman and ultraman are married okay yeah the the crime syndicate in the robinson run they do mention it there i, I know they do but it's um I would say that there's some there's some inappropriate sexuality and some inappropriate violence and some, oh, some real nihilistic stuff. In the movie, there's a lot of violence. There's one scene uh, where it's really kind of 
comes as an anticlimax of the movie, but um, in order to go to, you know, uh, uh, Owlman steals the Nega device, the Nega bomb, whatever it is, takes it to Earth Zero, and he also takes the transporter with him, too, and there's no way to open up that rift. And Flash is like, no, I'll do it. I can vibrate at that speed. And Batman's like, no, you can't do it because Johnny Quick is better than you. And Johnny Quick's like, okay, I'll do it just because I can prove I'm better than you. And so he vibrates so fast. Batman gets in, gets out, does his his magic thing. And at the very end, Johnny Quick stops. And he's this old, decrepit man uh, because he's just run the life right out of him. And Flash turns to Batman and says, you knew that was going to happen. And Batman's like, yep. And just really kind of proves that he's a dick, that he tricked Johnny Quick into uh, <laughs> into just basically wasting his life away so that he could save save the Flash, which I think is really cool. The other thing that's really nice about that Justice League Crisis on Two Earths that people really need to check out is the Spectre short that is on there. If you like 70s Spectre, you know, you know, the the whole turning turning <laughs> your your deeds in on itself. This I'm going to turn you to wood and run you through a chipper shredder. Yes, this movie has that. And if you haven't seen that, I'm surprised you haven't seen that short, Matthew. It is awesome. You would really get a kick out of it. And I would bet after seeing that, you would say, I would like to see another short based in that same time period with the Spectre in it. I think you'd really like you it. Know, I think this weekend, You know Matthew, how weird I am about adaptations. I know, but this, I, I really think, Matthew, of all of the, well, let's see, uh... New Frontier did a pretty good job. I really think that you, I think you would really get a kick out of Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. You may look at it and go, meh, but I think if, do you have Netflix? Do you have streaming Netflix? I might. I, I would say check this out. If it's, on the, if, it's on the, if it's on the streaming Netflix or the Hulu or whatever that you got that's streaming that you can watch it or go out and buy it, Something it's certainly worth buying. Something comes up on my PlayStation, but I don't know the password. I'll have to ask my... Uh, yeah, yeah, check it out. Your kid probably knows. Speaking of games. Hi, guys. I was Wait, were we? Well, you mentioned you had a gaming station. Making a transition into this next email. Probably, I don't know, this may be a Rob-centric email. Hi, guys. I was wondering if you have heard of or played the new Elder Scrolls game, Skyrim. Have you guys ever heard of the Skyrim game? Yeah, I, I was the only person in my group of friends who wasn't ridiculously excited about the game. Well, it's it sounds like it's super awesome. I haven't played it yet, but it's, a, what, six gigs of data, and it's this whole incredible ongoing world that has, like, something like 300 play hours in it. Give or take, yeah. There's there's I've watched a number of my friends play it. I've seen some pretty fun stuff. It's It's a game that I could see why people like it. But it's not something for me, mostly because I can't get into a game that's that open-ended like that, that I can just sink that many hours into. You don't play uh, any of the MMORPGs? You don't play City of Heroes quit, or Justice League or WoW or anything like that? I quit WoW in February because I got bored with doing the same thing over and over mm, again. But yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to starting up tour in the next couple oh, of days. Oh, yeah. The Old Republic. So, would you recommend this game to an RPG gamer? Yes. Uh, Skyrim, as with most of the Elder Scrolls series, is definitely up there in the uh, echelon for uh, RPGs. It depends on how you like your style of RPG, because it's a it's an action first-person RPG as opposed to a, the, the Final Fantasy-style group tactic-based one. Matthew, yeah. have you played any Skyrim? 
Mm, no, but I, I did watch some uh, Japanese Power Rangers on YouTube this week. <laughs> and how was that? Was this the big uh, uh, 25, 25 member Red Ranger thing where they all turn into the giant Red Ranger and then so on and so forth? Forever Red? No, yeah, yeah. that was actually 15. No, what I saw was the uh, 199 Ranger team up. And I'm not sure what was going on because my Japanese is really rusty. Did it have I any Joe either... Johnson in it? No, it did not have Amy Joe Johnson. It was no, the Japanese power, version. Either, show then. either, um, <laughs> we, uh, now the guy said either my wife's biscuits inch closer or I shall lay down forever in the arms of a giant crustacean. I'm not which, not sure which, but 199 Rangers basically show up because these aliens have taken over the world, right? The world is destroyed yeah. and they pan up and they pan up to the original red ranger the very first red ranger from like 1970 and he's like 60 years old well no he's not he's in costume dude oh okay and he's got his goggles and he's got his big cape and then they pan away from him and every single japanese super sentai team ever is gathered and there's literally 200 power rangers and it, it, they they must have hired every single extra in Japan, and they're like, "Can you kick things? Oh, you kick things, you in." I, so I'm the curious. very first guy is standing there, and he raises his hand, and two hundred rangers go, "Hota!" And then it's just all out chaos. <laughs> I'm curious what what do, when they make the transition from like Power Rangers to Power Rangers Megazord to Power Rangers quadruple ancient triple time zone people right how do they make that transition do they just retire or do they all i mean obviously they well, don't die what do they do retire and another team comes on board or do you literally have well, a thousand power was, rangers running around the earth ready to protect it the from american giant men in rubber suits not have the american version doesn't have nearly as many because for one thing there were like 10 seasons of super sentai before they started doing it the first three seasons of power rangers were the same five kids right. or reasonable facsimiles thereof. Season four and five kind of led into that. And I believe about season six, they start each season anew with a brand new list of Power Rangers. So right now, the Power Ranger Samurai are the guys. And Power Rangers Samurai has no actual uh, relationship to the previous series, Power Rangers RPM. So starting at about, I'd say, 1999 or 2000, they just, each season, you have a brand new series, you have a brand new set of Rangers, but mm. like we talked about that Forever Red season, right? occasionally they'll do, oh, wait, here's a guy that we know. Right, um, right, in the right. Dino Thunder season, they brought back the old Green Ranger to mm -hmm. be the new Black Ranger and mentor, and in the uh, Operation Overdrive season like 2006 they brought back five old rangers because the kids lost their powers oh no we have no powers who will save the world and then these five old rangers show up and they're like haha we will save the day ha -ha. oh yeah 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 it was really awesome i, I was but just curious I, japan again i don't i don't speak enough japan so i guess in, in japan, japan you just bump into somebody on the street and they were probably a power ranger at one time well if there's <laughs> 200 of them well you figure uh, go ranger the first ranger with the red guy with the big head yeah go ranger was like 1975 i think and then there were like a couple of weird seasons and then there was of course the sun vulcan season which is the three guys 
red, red, blue, and yellow, and they have the little sun on their chest. Mm, and mm-hmm. The season that we know as Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was like the tenth or eleventh uh, version of the the Sentai. Wow! So it was, yeah, it was actually kind of interesting to go back and just look at all the YouTube stuff and go, wow, this, I mean, this is a big thing. Have you watched, and not all of the have you watched are, all are, of the episodes? Are of you what? A, of Power Rangers? Well, I'm going to make, I'm going to, I'm going to admit, I watched the first three seasons of Power Rangers religiously. I dropped out after the Turbo movie because mm. it really wasn't my bag. Mm-hmm. And then I came back. And I've done a little bit, you know, they're all on Netflix streaming. So I've seen the important, air quote, important Power Ranger episode. Yeah. And I really came back in and I've been, I've been, you know, tangentially aware and kind of watching the se- the last five or six seasons, supposedly with my kid, ever since Power Rangers Dino Thunder, because Dino Thunder brought back my favorite Ranger of all time. Tommy Oliver, who was the Green Ranger, the Dragon Ranger, and then he was the White Ranger, the Tiger Ranger, mm-hmm. and then you know he he became the Zeo Ranger leader, and I think he responded and went off to do porn for MTV. But in Dino Thunder, this kid who was kind of a lunkhead and you know general could do the work if you go if he only tryer shows up and he's a doctor of paleontology, and everybody's like, really? <laughs> he's a he's a Okay. And then he gets a new, uh, he gets a new Power Ranger character, I guess I think. But, it's and what's the one that has the talking rat? Isn't there one that has like a talking rat? It's a talking dog. That's, oh, okay. uh, SPD, Space Patrol Delta. But the thing about the talking dog that's awesome, the talking dog is in charge, right? Yeah. The talking dog is like the leader, and they don't know until halfway through the season that the talking dog is also a Power Ranger. Oh, what does he turn into? He turns into Shadow Ranger. He's a talking dog, right? Now, he has he has an assistant who's a talking cat, and the talking cat turns into a ranger, too. <laughs> now, are they particular human-sized dog. rangers, or are they like animal-sized rangers? Well, they're human-sized dogs and cats, so oh, they're human-sized. I see. The dog yeah. person and the cat person. Yeah, he's and it's actually a pretty good uh, prosthetic. The the dog. His name is Anubis Doggy Kruger. <laughs> Doggy Kruger. Okay. Doggy. Rob, are you a big uh, Power Rangers fan? I have been in the past. Like I, I know I was when it first came out, but that's also because I was the age demographic it was targeted at. When it came out, <laughs> well, you say that, and you have to keep in mind that Matthew and I were both in college when uh, was, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers came out, and the only reason I, I would watch it is because every time I went into the control room, Matthew had it switched on <laughs> at three in the afternoon, and I said, "Ooh, who's Power that pretty Ranger. pink Ranger?" Oh, I will watch, and so I would only watch a handful of episodes where she was uh, I, showing. I want to say Mighty Morphin was like nineteen ninety two, so I was. 20? In 92? I was in third grade. In 1993, then I would have been 22. Yeah. But it, the, 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 it was like the 16th season. Part of the reason that I loved it is when I was younger, when I was really young, we used to watch Battle of the Planets. Right. 
And Battle of the Planets was basically very similar to this Super Sentai thing. But in 1980, do you remember uh, Night Flight? No. Steven? If I look it up, I could probably, I might remember it. See, the thing is, I would come home in the afternoon from school and basically I had three things that I had to do. Take care of my sister, do chores, and get dinner ready. And I wasn't supposed to be watching TV yet. When I came home, it was lock my sister out of the house and make her cry, turn on the TV mm-hmm. and jump up and down on the sofa until right. five minutes before mom came home and then tried to, to do everything. So I may have seen Night Flight. Yeah. Night um, Flight was USA Network. Oh, then definitely and not. It was, it was their nighttime television show. And they had, you know, they had a bunch of stuff, but they had seasons of Dynaman which was a dubbed version, you know, 15, well, not 15, but several years before Power Rangers became a thing, they had Dynaman, and it was a dubbed episode of a previous series of um, basically Sentai Dynaman. And they did it really, really, you know, tongue-in-cheek with fart jokes and things that really appealed to me. When I was younger, I used to watch Dynaman, and I would go, oh, Dynaman is funny. And of course, when I, I had sort of a quiet Japanese thing when I was a kid because I used to love the Shogun Warriors and all of this stuff. And, but Dynaman was when I was actually young enough to appreciate these things as a kid. So when I grew up, I think it was kind of a moment where Mighty Morphin Power Rangers came around. Uh-huh. And I remembered watching Dynaman and, and Battle of the Planets. And also, you know, that was about the time that I came up with my current theory of you're 41 and read comic books. What's wrong with you? None of your damn business. That's what's wrong with me. So, you know, you may remember me as the jerk who said, none of your damn business a lot. I think I gave you the finger once. I um, I remember watching Battle of the Planets. Yeah. And that then, show was epic. That was really good. But the problem was I never got to watch it. I never got to see every single episode. So it was like maybe three days out of the week I would get to see it. And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, 85 episodes aired in the U.S. So there's a chance that I haven't seen half those episodes, which is why half the time I'm like, now what's going on? Or they would air them out of order, which really well, was troubling. That's half the fun for me. And I, I, we've had this discussion as regards comic books before where you want to be able to go back to issue one and say, okay, I wanted to read it from the beginning. Right. For me, half the fun is building that, you know, building in my mind that sort of mythos of what may have happened. Mm-hmm. And yes, I just use Battle of the Planets and Mythos in the same thought process. But, but don't you set yourself up for disappointment that way if you're like, oh, this must really. have happened and then this must have happened. And then you go back and watch the first episode and you're like, you think about Crap, what that, could none have of that happened. happened. Well, and this is something else that's important. The things that are stuck in my brain, the things that happen solely in my head, to me can be just as real as, you know, the things that somebody else put on video. And that, you know, that I think is part of the problem, but also part of the issue for me. It's it's like when I was a kid reading the Marvel Universe handbooks and reading about these great stories and having somebody go, this great story happened to this character and he was a zombie like. So you go out and you're like, I'm going to collect all the issues of Tales of the Zombie. And then you read it and you're like, I kind of liked it better when I was reading it in the yeah, back of the that. Marvel Universe. Yeah. Back to this uh, person's email 20 minutes later. Hey, how uh, are you? Thanks for all the hours of gameplay that you all put in, and good luck. And then and there's another one here for Rob. Rob, if you lose another character, will you use Glaw? 
Uh, that's that's more a question for Rodrigo than for Rob. Yeah. And why is that? Uh, because it's kind of up to Rodrigo as to who I get to play next. Yeah. Uh, so if I lose Ket, and you know I'm the only person who loses a character, probably not going to get to play Glock because we'll need to have another striker to have the party balanced, and I'll probably actually try to make a striker that is straight up strikery, and not trying to do a little bit of everything. Hmm. If we lose, you know, a few characters, say, say both you and I lose our characters, Stephen, and we lose both Orm and Cat, no! then, <laughs> then, uh, then potentially Rodrigo wouldn't let me play Glaw. It'd be up to Rodrigo at that point, but I would be happy with playing Glaw. All right, there you go. There's your answer. We don't know what's going to happen. We haven't recorded those episodes yet. You guys won't find out until next year. Oh, we know. No, we don't. We're just not telling. We know. <laughs> Fine, I know. Rodrigo and I have been hiding in a basement under a candle and plotting. Tickling each other under the covers. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop it. Oh, that's a disturbing image. <laughs> that is a disturbing Now imagine being in it. <laughs> oh, hey, Stephen, I listen to major spoilers about every day of the week through both current and archive podcasts. Since you are an advocate for digital comics. I've got a question for you. This weekend, I won an iPad 2 at my office holiday party. Of course, the first thing I did was load up Comixology and read some digital comics. I downloaded the Marvel Holiday Special, as well as the first two issues of The Shade on Matthew's recommendations. I have to say, for as much as I love printed comic books, I really like reading comic books on the iPad. I like the way the iPad moves from panel to panel and subject to subject. It's also particularly good for me because the nearest comic book shop is 45 minutes away. So here's my question. I have a webcomic of my own called Blue Yonder. Do you have any idea how I would go about making a comic book available to, for, to download on the iPad? I'm presently looking at ebook programs right now. I've looked at all over Comixology's website, but have found no indication of how to do that. Any ideas? That's Richard, his webcomic Blue Yonder. Uh, the only thing that I can say in regards to that is I believe Comixology has an application out, and you, have to, you may have to go look under a beta, Comixology beta something or other. Um, not something or other, but Comixology beta, they have an application that allows you or that's supposed to help you, especially for indie comic publishers to create the electronic version of your comic book to then hopefully go into the Comixology store. Now, as far as setting up and selling that comic book through the Comixology store, your best bet would be to contact Comixology directly and deal with them. Um, you know, to be honest, if you want to, and there are a number of other, uh, applications on the iPad or that you can get for mobile devices that allow you to read CBRs and CBZs, uh, what's a CBR or CBZ. Those are usually the extensions of what most people refer to as pirated comics, but there are a lot of independent publishers who will release uh, these compressed file formats of comic books. And so you have like a comic book lover, you have what's another one, Comic Zeal, you have Cloud, uh, I'm sorry, Comic Rad. Those are four applications that you can download onto your iPad that will allow you to read things in PDF, CBR, and CBZ format. Now, how do you make a CBR or a CBZ? Do any of you guys know? Yes, no. no. Don't you zip it? Yeah, basically what you do, if you're doing a CBR, you take all of your pages as JPEG files, or you could do it, I guess, in a higher resolution if you want, but JPEG uh, files, 
in the order that they're supposed to be. So you have to tag them page one, two, three, four, five, et cetera. And then you just RAR them or zip them together. And then after they've been zipped, uh, you just change the extension. So a zip would be a cbz.cbz. And the RAR, you just change the extension to CBR. And then you can open it up in any of these uh, readers that support that format. And so you could distribute stuff yourself. I know that there are some people that go through um, Lulu Press and some other places that sell their own independent books or collections of art or whatever it may be in those formats that you can buy and then load up and uh, read away. So, but, you know, uh, you, you, I would check out that Comixology application that's supposed to help you convert, and then I think that uh, you'd be better off. So, there you go. There you go. All right. Anything else for the betterment of uh, the world? The world will be a better place. For you and me. 199 Power Rangers going, Whoa! Yeah. Think about that for a second. My son is already, you know, the the largest number for my son is like 199. For some Mm -hmm. reason, he's transfixed on that. Where he's like, Dad, wouldn't it be cool if you could turn the power up to like 199 and then it would be like, ah! Or he's like... <laughs> Dad, what would happen if like we started going 199 speed? <laughs> it's like, or <laughs> Dad, do you know what uh, one plus 199 is? And he just he's fixated on 199 for some reason, and I don't know why. Well, I think you need to show him 199 Rangers going wah. <laughs> I may have to. It's over there on the YouTube, I'm sure. Yeah, I, it absolutely is, and I linked to it previously, recently on my Facey Space page. Matthew has so a Facebook page. Rob, do you have a Facebook page? Yep. Yep. Uh, I have a Facebook page, so go and check those out this weekend if you got nothing better to do. Follow us on the Twitter. I am or at Major we'll Spoilers. Kill you. Matthew is at Mighty King Cobra, and Rob, you are what? At Bore Immortal. Bore Immortal. You can follow us all there and check us all out. And until next time, when we take a look at the goon, enjoy your comic books and enjoy your holiday, and we'll talk with you real soon. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash Majorspoilers and on MySpace at myspace.com slash Majorspoilers. Fat Dick's revision of Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, they kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. Wow.
What I made you spoiler What I made you spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah What I made you spoiler What I made you spoiler If I'm stark raving rich like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline Would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Shot up in a fine be in the middle east with a king santo and soldier what a major spoiler what a major spoiler yeah 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 what a major spoiler wow 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 what a major spoiler major spoilers is copyright 2011